0: Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. You know I absolutely love spending Monday mornings with you. And we are in week two of our Stellar Teacher Summer Series. In case you missed last week's episode, I went ahead and introduced our summer series to you. And basically, what it is is during the next five weeks, we have Tons of extra content, bonus podcast episodes, free Facebook Lives, new product lines that are coming out, and really just anything that is going to help encourage, empower you, and excite you about teaching reading next year. So we are in week two of that summer series, and it is just so much fun to be having all these conversations all about the best ways to teach reading. This week, we are talking about something that I am super passionate about. Any guesses? It's scheduling. And I'm sure you're thinking, what? I hate scheduling. And here's the thing. I have always loved trying to figure out a schedule. It's like a puzzle, and there's always a perfect solution to it. It's just a matter of what it is. And for my last couple of years working in a school, I was actually our school's assistant principal, and there were so many great things about this role. But one of the things that I actually really liked is I got to help come up with our school schedule schedule. Which means I had sort of uh, the ability to make the decision on who had that very first morning enrichment block or who had, you know, recess at the very end of the day and all of these things. And there are so many different things to consider. And, and there's no such thing as the perfect schedule, first of all. But I was determined to make as good of a schedule as I possibly could for every single grade level and every single teacher. And to me, it felt like just such a fun challenge to try to tackle every year. And I love helping teachers come up with really great schedules for their classroom as well. Here's the thing. Coming up with a schedule is hard because the reality of it is, is we always wish we had more time. And so I'm curious if you have ever said anything like, I don't have enough time to teach reading. I know I said those things quite often. Or maybe you have said something like, my literacy block is so short that I cannot seem to squeeze everything in. I have definitely said that as well. And then this one happens very often. Have you ever said, I wish I had more time to read aloud to my kids, but we can barely make it through my lessons as is. I mean, so often we are faced with some legitimate challenges and limitations when it comes to planning out our literacy block. And I think it's pretty safe to say that most of us wished we had more time to teach reading to our students. Here's the problem, though. We often think that more time is the answer to the challenges we face when it comes to teaching reading. But on today's episode, I am here to tell you that more time isn't the answer. You can create an effective literacy block no matter how much time you actually have to teach it. Because here's the thing, it is not the amount of time you have to teach reading that makes you an amazing reading teacher. It's how you decide to use that time. And so today I'm going to share with you seven tips that you can use to help create an effective literacy block, even if you feel like you don't have enough time. First of all, the very first tip I have is do not stress out about how much time you do or don't have. This might be the most important thing for you to do, especially if you have limited time to teach reading or literacy. Because if you are stressed out about how little time you have, then inevitably you are going to bring that stress into your literacy block. If you are feeling like you don't have enough time, then your lessons are going to be rushed. Your students are going to see your stress. And ultimately, your reading block isn't going to be any fun. If you are constantly, you know, trying to hustle your students, come on, hurry up, come to the carpet. We got to get started. Or, okay, hurry up. You know, we only have 20 minutes for independent reading, so go ahead and get started. Whatever it is that you're doing, it is going to backfire on you because you are going to be coming at it from a place of stress. The important thing is that you use the time that you do have to teach reading in the best way possible. You cannot control how much time your school or your district says you have to teach reading. And really, if it is out of your control, then there is absolutely no point in stressing about it or complaining about it or worrying about it. Would it be nice if we all had three hours for literacy? Yes. But if that is not your reality, then you really need to accept it. And then you need to get ready to come up with a plan that is going to help you make the most out of the time that you do have to teach, even if it is 60 minutes for reading and writing. And you can make a really amazing reading block or literacy block with just 60 minutes. So let me first of all remind you before we go any further in this episode that you can be an effective reading teacher regardless of how much time you have to teach reading. Let me say it one more time. You, yes, you, my friend listening to this podcast, you can be an effective reading teacher regardless of how much time you have to teach reading. So right now, You are going to go ahead and disconnect the fact that the amount of time is what it is that makes you effective at teaching reading because that is simply not true. Now that we have that most important tip out of the way, let's talk about some actual practical tips that are going to determine how you set up your literacy block or your reading block. The first thing that I really want you to do is I want you to set your daily non-negotiables. If you have limited time to teach reading, then it really is important that you get crystal clear on how you want to use your instructional time. This means that you are going to have to prioritize the one or two things that you want to do every single day during your reading block, regardless of the amount of time that you have. And so you have to really think, is your mini lesson the most important part of your reading block? Is it imperative that you pull at least one small group a day? Do you want to make sure that your students get at least 20 minutes a day of independent reading? Or maybe for you, you have to be able to do a read aloud. Whatever it is, each day, I want you to figure out what is the one thing that is going to drive your reading instruction forward, and then do that thing first. See, when you prioritize your non-negotiables, you are making sure that you are using your time on what is most important for that day. So this means that your reading block might go out of order some days, and maybe some days you start your reading block with a small group lesson, or maybe you need to start your reading block with independent reading or reading conferences, and it really doesn't matter if your reading workshop is a little bit out of order if starting with the most important thing allows you to get the most important thing done. When you approach your reading block from a place of priority, you're going to find that ultimately you're going to avoid wasting time on low-impact tasks such as having students copy down their spelling words or having students fill out a reading log. And the time that you do have is going to be spent on big impact tasks like independent reading, mini lessons, small group instruction, whatever it is that you decide is the most important. So tip number one, set your daily non-negotiables and then start with those things first. Now, the other thing that can be really helpful is if you think of your schedule on a weekly level versus the daily level. If you have limited time to teach reading or literacy, say you only have 60 to 70 minutes a day, it really can be helpful for you to think of your instruction on a weekly level in terms of number of minutes instead of a daily level. A reading workshop basically consists of whole group mini lessons, small group instruction and independent reading and then of course just the very few minutes for closure at the end. So if you think about how much time per week you want to allot to each of these elements, it can be easier for you to find time in your weekly schedule to get enough of those things. So Maybe instead of trying to squeeze in small groups every day, maybe you have two days a week where you focus your whole entire block on pulling small groups. That way you can make sure that you're seeing every student in a small group during the week, but it's just that you have two days where you pull small groups. Or maybe rather than having a daily mini lesson, maybe you pick two days a week and you try to do maybe a little bit heftier mini lessons that maybe go a little more in depth. Or maybe you do two mini lessons, one at the beginning of your reading workshop and one At the end of your reading workshop, I understand that both of these suggestions kind of go against the reading workshop best practices, but the reality of it is, is if you are up against a time hurdle, like a short reading block, then you're really allowed to get creative. You got to do what's going to be best for your students. And it really can be helpful if you start to think about your reading instruction on a weekly level, because you're going to have more time to play with. And then you can also get a little more creative with how you decide to squeeze in those elements it's going to be better if you pull small groups two days a week than none at all. And it's going to be better if you give your students maybe too many lessons back to back than none at all. And it's going to be better to give your students one big chunk of independent reading time than no reading time at all. So go ahead, get creative with your time you are given. And like I said, think of your planning on a weekly level versus a daily level because you might feel just a little more at ease at the time that you do have. This next tip might really be my best tip and maybe one of the most important things. If you are up against a time constraint, and really this should be a question that we all ask regardless of the time, but I want you to get in the habit of asking yourself, is the time spent on this activity really helping my students grow? Now, let me be honest. This might be a really dangerous question for you to ask yourself. Because if you ask this question and you are really honest with yourself, You might have to start to eliminate a few things from your daily or weekly schedule. But if you have limited time to teach reading to your students, then you need to make sure that every single minute is spent on activities that are actually going to grow them as readers. And here's the truth, you guys. Sometimes we tend to prioritize activities and routines that don't really grow our students as readers. It can be tempting to keep parts of our reading block because they are easy to plan for or they. Because maybe there's things that we've always done them this way. But if you want to be an effective reading teacher, you really have to ask this question for every single thing that goes into your reading lesson plans and every single thing that is on your reading schedule. Let me be fully transparent and honest that once I started asking myself this question, I decided to scratch a lot of things from my reading block. And then once I started asking this question about my entire instructional day, there were a lot of things that I realized, you know what, this is just a time waster. Things that I eventually eliminated from my reading block were things like a daily warm-up or spiral review that involved reading passages. We stopped using time correcting independent work or really correcting anything as a whole group. I also eliminated reading centers and anything that involved some sort of worksheet, you know, and for me, those things weren't having as big of an impact on my students' reading growth. And I wanted to make time for things that really were, like independent reading, where students were responding in their journals and using graphic organizers and having conversations with their classmates about what they were reading. And I made more time for reading conferences. I made more time for read-alouds. Because for me, those things were important for my students' reading growth. Here's the great news. Even if you ask yourself this dangerous question, you and only you can determine what is really working for your students. Maybe you do have an amazing system for centers, and every year your centers are the one thing that you can attribute to your students' reading growth. That definitely was not me, but I was horrible at keeping things managed and organized. But if your centers are amazing, then by all means, keep doing what it is that is working for you. But the only way that you are going to know what you are doing is actually working is by asking yourself this question, is the time spent on this activity really helping my students grow? And honestly, this is a question that you might have to ask yourself and spend some time thinking about it because our natural instinct is going to assume that everything we do during the instructional day is helping our students grow, especially if it's something that you have always done. But if you can stop and you can really think about it, are my students growing? Are they falling more in love with reading? Is this helping them? Is this helping all students? Then you're really going to know what you can include and what you can exclude from your reading block. Hey, teachers. I'm going to go ahead and take a wild guess and say many of you are already planning for the upcoming school year. You may be scrolling through Pinterest looking for fresh and fun reading lesson ideas, or maybe you're spending more of your own money on fluffy resources that won't actually pay off. Hashtag teacher life, right? Well, I've been there, and that's why I have a better idea for you. Enter the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership. My membership is a resource library that will totally transform the way you teach reading. With an extensive resource library, planned lessons, coaching support, and an incredible community, you'll never waste time searching for ways to enrich your reading block again. Doors are open July 12th and will only be open for one week. Head to StellarTeacher.com waitlist for more details. I'll see you on the inside. And hey, until then, get out there and enjoy your summer. The next thing you want to do, especially if you have limited time, is you want to make sure that you nail down your transitions and routines at the start of the school year. If you have limited time to teach reading, then more likely you're going to feel the pressure to jump right in and start teaching content on day one or day two of the school year. You know that I have a limited number of minutes every day to teach reading. I still have the same number of standards to teach. We got to get started. And I know that it can be tempting to skip any sort of launch phase and just get started with the content. But when you skip building your students' independent reading stamina because you have limited time and you feel the pressure to get started pulling small groups, or if you decide that you need to jump right into your mini lessons and you skip teaching your students how to actually turn and talk and effectively ask questions about the text, then you're going to be making things more difficult for you down the road. Whatever your routines may be, or whatever routines are important, if it is checking out books from the library, turning in reading journals, transitioning to the carpet and back, if you do use reading centers and making sure that students know how to rotate whatever routines you have, you need to make sure that you take time at the start of the year and you properly set up and teach your students the routines for your literacy block. Personally, I suggest that you take at least the first three weeks of the school year Yes, that is the first three weeks every single day of those three weeks, 15 days to set up your reading workshop. And if you take that time to teach and practice all the routines that your students need, then they're not going to have as many questions when you do start getting into the content and you are going to have super efficient routines and transitions and you're going to spend less time going from the carpet back to their desks and students are going to know what materials they need for what parts of the reading block and it is going to become a well-oiled machine. But you don't get to that point of being a well-oiled machine unless you practice it. Make sure you take some time and you think about what routines, what transitions, what behaviors do my students have to have in order for us to have a successful reading block. And then you make sure that you plan time to teach your students those things at the beginning of the year. And if you really aren't sure what routines or transitions or things you need to teach, then at least a good place to start is you want to make sure that your students know how to find books in the library, how to return the books, how often they can check out the books, anything that's involved with getting independent reading books. You also want to make sure that students are building their reading stamina. So rather than starting day one with 45 minutes, you are starting day one with maybe 10 minutes, and then every day you are adding on to that, and you explain to them what is reading stamina, how do we build it? You also want to make sure that you teach your students, if you're using a workshop model, then more than likely you're going to be using a mini lesson and during the mini lesson you probably want your students to do a turn and talk. So you're actually going to want to take some time to teach your students how to do that turn and talk routine. You also might want to teach your students how to set up a reading journal or how to keep their book bin organized or maybe you want to teach them what happens during a mini lesson. Maybe you want to teach them what happens during a reading conference. Whatever it is that you think your students need to know to be successful during your reading block, Teach them how to do it because then you are going to save time later on in the year by not having to correct or reteach or answer the same questions over and over again. Now, my next tip for you is to be flexible and be willing to adjust your schedule if it isn't working for you and your students. And here's the thing. If you have limited time to teach reading, then I think it's important for you to realize that your first scheduling attempt might not work. And that is totally fine. Be flexible. There are so many external factors that are going to contribute to how you use your reading block, you know, and the effectiveness of it. The time of day, if you're doing your reading block in the afternoon, how you set it up is probably going to look very different than if it is the very first thing you do in the morning. What happens directly before or after your reading instruction? If you are trying to get your students to jump into independent reading right after they come back from lunch or recess, that might be more challenging than if it happens right after your read aloud. And even other things like how often school events happen or holidays, you know, if you are doing your reading block on the same day that, you know, the same day and time that you always have early release, that's going to influence what happens during your reading block and how you show up during that time. So just realize that there are other things that are impacting your reading block that you might not be aware of yet. And so after a few weeks or months, and you have a pretty good idea of how effective your reading schedule is working realize that if something is not working, you can change it. And it is okay. It is better to make a change in your schedule in September, October, or November than carrying on the entire year with a schedule that just isn't working. So be flexible and be willing to change if something just isn't working for you or your students. Now, another tip is for you to get creative and try new things. Sure. Maybe you have limited time to teach reading And maybe you aren't able to squeeze in every single element of reading workshop during your assigned reading block, but start thinking, could you borrow time from somewhere else in your day to do a few reading related activities or tasks? And some things that I like to do are thinking about how can I use mentor texts that are aligned to topics that I'm teaching in science or social studies, because then maybe I can use time for those subjects for my read aloud. So I'm using that for a chance to read aloud to my students. And then I could possibly be teaching a mini lesson during science or social studies as well. I mean, it all connects together. Or maybe you start to realize that you have a little extra time in the morning and you could pull some reading groups outside of your reading block. Or maybe you realize that the current way you're teaching your small group isn't working and you have to find a new structure or routine for your small group lessons. There are so many different effective ways that you can teach reading, and sometimes we have to be willing to try new things to find a better solution. Maybe you could start using strategy groups in addition to your guided reading groups, or maybe you can start doing book talks a few times in the week as part of your morning meeting, or maybe you decide that you're going to come up with something completely new that is inspired by your students. Even if you have a limited time to teach reading, don't be afraid to try new things or experiment with your instruction. Okay. Let me recap. Even if you don't have tons of time to teach reading, you can still create the reading block of your dreams. And let me remind you, do not stress out about how much time you do or don't have. Make sure you set your daily non-negotiables. Try to think of your schedule on a weekly level versus a daily level. Ask yourself this very dangerous question. Is the time spent on this activity really helping my students grow? Make sure you use time at the beginning of the year to nail down transitions and routines. And then make sure you're flexible and be willing to adjust your schedule if it isn't working. And then even if you have limited time, don't forget to be creative and try new things. Being an effective reading teacher really has nothing to do with how much time you have to teach reading. It is all about how you use that time. Even with limited time to teach reading, you can still grow your students as readers. And I hope that some of the things I talked about in this episode are going to help you put together a stellar reading block for this next year. But if you want a little extra help with planning, I do have a freebie that is going to give you all sorts of ideas. I put together a little planning guide that has 11 different sample schedules for what your literacy block could look like. This is for both reading and writing, and it gives ideas all the way from a 60 minute literacy block all the way up to a two-hour reading block. So whatever the number of minutes you have, I give you tons of different ideas on how you could set up that block and still hit the important parts of reading workshop. Since this is week two of our Stellar Teacher Summer Series, I will be back on Thursday for my quick tip episode. And that episode is filled with so many tips on how you can find more time to read aloud to your students every single day. Because I know that is one thing that as teachers, we are always looking for more time to read to our students. So I hope you will tune in then and have a stellar week, my friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.